0: Systems, systems, systems. It is all about systems. You you can't rely on people to make sure these things in the restaurant happen day in and day out. You have to have a system for everything. Welcome to Build Your Culture Brand with Dr. Jay Rains. Join us as we discover ways to define,
1: measure, and grow your culture. We wanna help you intentionally build a culture that fits you. Hey leaders, welcome back to the Build Your Culture Brand podcast. I have with me today, my friend, Michael Bringman from uh, the Chick-fil-A in Henderson, Texas. So welcome to the show, Michael. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me this morning, Jay. This is going to be a lot of fun. We always have a lot of fun together. Just a quick history. Um, Michael, you and I have known each other for several years. In fact, you were working with Gerald Huggins. Uh, He was my, I think, second client. I met him through um, Scott Clark. Actually, already lived here. We got to, and I'm in my office with him. I'm actually in an office that that you and I have shared for years. So, uh, but you've had your journey along the way. Grew up in Central Texas, uh, went to AM. We'll forgive you for that. We uh, got you know, a degree in finance, went on to work in the uh, grocery industry in the Dallas area, made some good money, but it just wasn't fulfilling. So he came back and work here with with Gerald and some other experiences with Chick-fil-a but want to get into your story I I uh, thought you know I was thinking back tell us a little bit why was it that I kept hearing Disney songs when I'm in my office you're doing orientation in another room what what was the deal with me hearing Disney for years on end what's that about?
0: Well, let's be honest, you probably weren't complaining about hearing the Disney music, but um, so one of the things that I took lead on working with Gerald is really uh, taking new hires through an onboarding process. And part of what I wanted to accomplish is I wanted to create a fun environment, um, but one that induces stress because like like a lot of us know that have worked in the food service industry there are some times that it's a little stressful. So I wanted to put new hires through a a little bit of a stressful situation, see how they react and see how they adapt. Um, and so I figured, Hey, what would be fun way to induce stress? And I can't think of a better way than to blast Disney music. Uh, Um, and so of course, if Disney music is playing, then I'm probably singing. And if yep. I'm singing, I'm probably dancing along as well. So I can't think of a more stressful situation than hearing Disney music and listening to me sing along and dance along with the music. So I apologize uh, for any distraction that may have caused you.
1: But no, that was, and, and I think you were using it as your timer. Like they had tests to take and that was kind of their, when this song ends, they got to have this Oh. So. It's fun, fun, yes. fun, fun! You're always infusing fun wherever you go, and I, I love that about you, Michael. So, want to get into your your leadership style? Here you are, your Chick Fil A operator. You've been uh, a leader in the Chick Fil A industry for quite a quadri- you know over a decade. But here you are uh, in you know, as an owner operator. What would stand out as what we might call your kryptonite, your your superpower first, and then what would be a kryptonite that works against you as a leader?
0: Sure. So uh, really, I think my superpower is what you see right here in front of you. It is me just being authentically me, being uniquely me, uh, because that's where I'm in my wheelhouse when I'm having fun when I'm getting to pour into others, when I'm getting to to just really see growth in in the people and community around me. So that that's I think I think my superpower is what you see right here in front of you. All
1: right. Uh, Nothing more, nothing less.
0: Nothing. Yes. Now, (laughs) kryptonite, I would say, when I don't see people living up to their potential. Okay. Like, that to me, because I take it personally, when someone is when someone has entrusted me to lead them, and they're working for me and with me, like, I take it personally that I'm not able to, you know, pour into them and allow them to be the best version of themselves. And so I would tell you that's that would be my kryptonite. That's what drains and zaps all my powers.
1: I can I get it. I get it. I understand. Then and, and I can see how those two work together. You're a relational person, you want to invest in people, you're giving all of yourself. And then when you don't see that reflected back, it can feel it can feel hollow. So I see how those work together. So I'm I'm thinking, you know, in this time that we have together, I want to dive into three main areas. One, uh dig into your experience with Gerald Huggins and that journey. It's a fascinating journey uh, story there with with what you learned in that. And then also you've been in, you were in the, um, you know, the interview candidate process for an extended period of time. I want to dig into that just a little bit. And then we want to hear about, you know, your current situation you opened six months ago. You just celebrated six months of uh, full stand, you know, freestander there in Henderson, Texas. So we want to hear a little bit about that too. But diving into the the journey that you had here, how long, were, you know, what was your experience leading up to as an operator and especially that hunt for third location? So Gerald Huggins, I think he was the maybe the fifth in the chain to have ever achieved three locations. And that was something that was new to the industry here, new to the, the brand. So tell us a little bit about that journey and what you learned along the way.
0: Well, I, I decided to, uh, prior to coming and working for Gerald, I was actually a GOS with uh, Chick-fil-A corporate and did that for a couple years. Um, and coming out of that program, I wanted to seek an opportunity that would, that was different than what I've ever experienced and would really challenge me. And uh, you, you didn't touch on this, but me and Gerald actually had known each other uh, since 1998. When he hired me, yes, he was the general manager of uh, Post Oak Mall there in College Station, Texas, uh, and then I come in as a twenty-year-old uh, skinny kid from the country, uh, you know, starting A and looking for a job, and he and he took a chance on me. So we have we have known each other for you know twenty-five years at this point um but coming into a situation coming out of the gos program looking for that opportunity to really push myself and knowing gerald and knowing that he had at the time two freestanding restaurants his desire and possibility of a third i thought hey like this is a tailor-made opportunity for me
1: to go in and show what i can do and you did and so one of the amazing things about that is i i was actually you know coaching with the team at the time. And, you know, during that prep and kind of thinking about even before they were actually on the hunt for three. And so just working with the team and coaching you and coaching the other seven executive leaders. So it, w- it was amazing to watch. I actually learned a lot from y'all. It was an early client of mine. So, um but watching y'all grow that you y'all had a really drive for results here, what uh, what would you say would be a way you would describe the culture with Gerald Huggins' team? What, how would you describe that culture?
0: Very easy. Systems, systems, systems. Like there's no way. And one of the things uh, I, I think that I've learned the most in my time with Gerald is it is all about systems you you can't rely on people to 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 make sure these things in the restaurant happen day in and day out and so you have to have a system for everything and so and that's what they have there in College Station there is a system for everything and that's why that Gerald and the teams down there are so successful
1: so as you think about you know what you have now, we'll get into your story about now, but what would you take from that experience or some of the things you would take from your experience with Gerald that you're pulling forward into today?
0: Well, other than the systems, uh, it's really a desire for me to allow people to to be themselves. And I said it earlier, to be the best version of them. And so I think as a leader, there's a lot of times that we get kind of uh, pigeonholed, if you will, into what a leader is supposed to look like and what they're supposed to do and all these things. But each person is uniquely different. And I think one of my role is to is to really dig deep and to find what that person is really good at, what they're passionate about and matching that to the business. And so Ger- that's one thing that Gerald did very well with, a, with a, a very diverse leadership team. And we all brought different things to the table. And some of us were gifted uh, more on the people side, some were gifted more on the numbers side. And so just allowing those individuals to really prosper within their scope is, is something that I've pulled forward with my organization here.
1: That's great, that's great. Well, Michael, I know that uh, your journey to become an operator was was a long journey. You and I walked through that. I, I watched you walk through that. It was challenging because you know you made it to being top graded, which which means you know they call that being in the coop, right? Chicken coop. So you're in the coop, and then that meant you were competing for an individual location, and that that just took a long time. Uh, what advice might you give someone who's in that process, who's in the interview process, they're seeking to become an operator, what encouragement or advice might you share with them?
0: Well, a lot actually, Uh, one of which is just to kind of think about where you're at. Uh, Chick-fil-A corporate, I think, I heard a statistic that last year they received 120 some odd thousand expressions of interest from individuals that want to be an owner operator with Chick-fil-A. And so that process of being top graded, being in the coop for me here in the Southwest region, I was in, that was that pool was narrowed down to about a hundred individuals. So so for me, one encouragement would be, hey, just think about where you're at. Like you, you've made it from 120 some odd thousand, you're down to the top hundred, which is wonderful. You're still not to your end goal, but you're still like, you should celebrate where you're at. And think about what that process looks like. If for you to be in that coop, Chick-fil-A is basically saying, hey, we envision partnering with you. We just have to find the right situation, the right to community that fits you and checks all those boxes. And so that may take some time. And, and certainly I, I filled out expressions of interest for, I wish I had the list in front of me. There's probably a couple dozen, Jay, honestly. And, uh, every time I filled one out, um, inherently it was a no. And those no's for me, I took very personally. So that would come to my second or my third kind of learning is like, don't take the no's personally. It's really Chick-fil-A saying, Hey, hold on. Like this, not, this isn't a no, this is not right here. And so now, as I look back at being selected for Henderson, I cannot think of a better opportunity, a better community for me and my family. Um, and so I'm very happy with the team that's here. They're a family. We're a big family. And so I, I'm just beyond happy with being here in Henderson.
1: I was just on a call with a guy yesterday who's who's in that process. He's, he's in the interview to the next level to try to get in the coop. And I was trying to explain to him that same concept, you know, that the next interview is about fit with the brand. The last interview is about fit with a location. And so I'm glad you were able to find that fit. And I've seen you in your location. In fact, uh, I have a question about that in a minute, but I have one more question about the interview process. What, uh, what do you feel like helped you stand out though in that process? And there's probably multiple things, but what's something you felt like help you felt like help you stand out? Uh, you're talking about other than my love for Dr. Pepper, I'm
0: assuming. right?
1: <laughs> that and okay. what okay. else? Right? Want
0: to make sure. I may be truth. Truth be known. Uh, my wife's not watching this, right? Not um, yet. Truth be known. I, Oh, okay. I, I may be on my third one of these already this morning. So let's <laughs> uh, we'll keep that between just okay. this, this listening audience. So, um, <laughs> uh, so back in my time when I was a grand opening supervisor with Chick Fil A, I had the opportunity to interview for for three restaurants, um, and through that feedback, uh, ultimately was a no for those locations. But I never got feedback from you know why it was i know so when i reapplied with chick-fil-a um through the operator process i was i i would i tell people i was a lot more blunt and and i say blunt and just saying hey this is me okay here i am i feel like i am i am the best candidate I feel like this is where God wants me to be. And so I'm going to be here and I'm going to do my very best. And I'm just going to, I'm just going to lay it all on the table. I'm going to tell you things that are, you're probably going to disagree with me on. And I'm going to tell you things that you're like, oh, that's kind of cool. But at the end of the day, like that's what Chick-fil-A wants is they want someone that is just, they know they're they're doing, they're partnering with you. And so they want to know the total you whether it's the good or the bad or the indifferent.
1: So maybe a big difference from your first round years ago in this current round is a change in confidence of yourself.
0: Confidence and just, and just vulnerability, I would say. Okay. Vulnerability.
1: So those two, that's an interesting combination of confidence and vulnerability. I, I would imagine that would come across as a way to show humility. So good. That's a nice combination.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you. There were, there were certainly, there were questions. One question I remember that stood out was they, someone had asked, well, what does your, what does your leadership team look like uh, for there in, in Henderson, Texas? And understand I hadn't been selected. uh, (laughs) Didn't know anyone here. And so, and, and, and honestly, I just started laughing and they say, well, why are you laughing? I'm like, how the heck am I supposed to answer that question when I don't know who's who's applying? I, like that's you know I, and, but I went into like kind of what I would like, but again, kind of pulling back from what I had learned from Gerald is that it's like I'm I'm gonna have a team that is they're all unique and so I can't get pigeonholed into having, uh you know a director of operations and a marketing director and all this and that. So I had to be flexible in how I envisioned that team as I
1: came into this low, into this community. I love it. Yeah, and I've seen you do that. So, so then came the selection. There's so much excitement about that. I mean, all Woo-hoo! of us were rooting for you, and so was, you know, tremendous excitement. And and I got to be there on your grand opening. So you had, uh, I think you were opening at six thirty in the morning, and correct. Um, You're we supposed were, to. I got there. Yeah, that we'll get into that story. So, <laughs> so I, I I get there. I get there a little bit early, and you come. I see you inside, and I'm walking up. And you saw me. You came walking out, and and then I find out what happened that morning. So tell us a little bit about what took place the morning of. Here you are, ready to roll. I mean, there's people in the drive-through. The lights are on. It's like six fifteen ish, and I hear this story.
0: So yeah, so you come walking up, and probably uh, you forgot there are people waiting in line too to just get inside. Oh, in the yes at the
1: door. Yeah, yes,
0: we did have yes, and so uh, probably around six o'clock, a little after six, you know, we have all the support from Chick-fil-A Inc here. I have my team here, like all this excitement, I'm sitting here, I'm ready to go. And then one uh, one of the support people from Chick-fil-A Inc. Come, come, come over here is like, hey, like um, you're, there's a, there's water coming from the ceiling in the kitchen. And it took me a second to kind of process that. And I was like, water coming from the ceiling i was like oh that can't be good and so literally i walked back there and it's not just water coming from the ceiling. you saw it. you saw it um uh it it looked like a little mini waterfall is really it what it was and everyone's you know most people are freaking out oh my gosh what do we do what do we do and so uh we were able to cut the cut the main source of water off first uh, got a hold of the general contractor. He came out and was able to patch it up and fix it. And, um, I think we opened up around seven o'clock. So I think we only, no, you were
1: like only 15 minutes late. I think you opened 15. at 645. Yeah. So,
0: so, uh, the, the GC was very uh, responsive and, and luckily it was an easy fix. Um, but really in that time, uh, I've seen a lot of things in my time with Chick-fil-A, and so I wanted to just, uh, you know, just kind of reassure the team like, hey, we're okay, guys. Like, you know, little water ain't going to hurt nothing. Let's reset. Everyone take a deep breath, and let's start again. And yep. so – and It and was clean water, was,
1: and you were able to roll.
0: Oh, absolutely. The yeah. clean up – I mean, there was a lot of squeegeeing going on, a sure. lot of mopping going on. <laughs> um but in the community was super forgiving as well. So that was wonderful.
1: It was a great day. I had so much fun. And, and you had a lot of operators uh, from around the area coming in to visit and just that support of the community that you have there in East Texas. So what a fun day. Well, what, so you're six months in now. Uh, what do you feel like have been some successes already? In fact, you had a success in the very first month, but what have been some successes already in your first six months? Mm-hmm. Sure. So I think one of the biggest
0: successes, I think, um, is actually the amount of people who want to work for me here uh, at Chick-fil-A Henderson. And so I've had uh, in the grand opening process, I had about 500 applicants want to want to come and work for me. And even to this day, I'm still getting about two to three dozen applications a week. And so that's tremendous to have uh, that many people continually try to get on here with us. And so I'm very blessed from that. And I think that's a huge success. Um, since day one, we've been profitable since, since day one. So and I'm, I'm very grateful for that. Um, and I think a lot of it, uh, I'll just say, it's not me. It's like, it's my team. And, and what they do into just delivering great service and great food um, so they're they're doing a great job with those two things
1: being profitable the first month is a big win i know that that just doesn't happen for everybody so congratulations on that and what a deal to be able to have so many applicants so you're you're getting to pick from the best of those and uh, what if been some early wins in development have you seen some team members really start to shine
0: oh absolutely I am blessed with a leadership team uh, I have four I have four top level leaders um, only one of which has chick--a fil experience and even that experience was only for like a year or two so but for the majority of my team they don't know they didn't know chick-fil-a they did a lot of them didn't know the restaurant industry. And so it's been fun to, to really just, we're starting from scratch with just about everybody. They're trying to learn the restaurant industry. They're trying to learn Chick-fil-A. They're trying to learn me. That's probably the hardest part of all of this is just learning me and my leadership style. Victoria, really your fun. wife
1: and I agree, yes.
0: Yes, yes, she uh, has, uh, very much so. Um, but But it's just been really fun to see that growth And and certainly I've got leaders who are that, you know, we're still learning each other six months in, like we're still learning. I'm still learning and learning how to communicate and really honing in on what each leader brings to the table and what makes them uniquely them. So, yeah, just tremendous, just tremendous.
1: So, Michael, the, you know you're building this team. You're six months in. Uh, what's something that's really unique? This is a culture brand podcast, right? We're talking about culture and the culture you're building. So, what's something that you feel like is unique about the culture that you're building there in Henderson, Texas?
0: So, I would tell you the what's really unique is my the mindset. And my philosophy that that we that I've transferred and now have for the restaurant and into the team, and what i s and what I mean by that is the way I describe myself and how I describe to my myself to others is i am i am uh we'll say a hybrid uh between Sheldon Cooper from Big Bang Theory and okay. Ricky Bobby from Talladega Nights, oh my goodness. <laughs> and so and you're 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 thinking about that and you're like actually michael that's probably pretty darn true um and i say that to say that a lot of times i can be very black and white very system hey it's either it's either it's done or it's not done right like there is no gray area like don't tell me that you're fixing to do it It's, it's it's not done okay great let's move on right um but my desire from that ricky bobby standpoint is like hey it's like Failure is not an option. Okay. Like, I don't care. I want to be the best. We are going to be the best. We're in Henderson, Texas, population 13,192, I believe. Okay. We are going to be the best when others talk about in the Chick fil A world, when others talk about, hey, what restaurant really does XYZ really good? Like, who's that? Who is out there and just really paving the way? I want everyone that inherently they should answer, oh, you need to go to Henderson, Texas. And so it's been really fun just to push my team in that mindset of like, hey, like, I don't care. Like, we will be the best. I was like, hey, like, we're on this journey together. Like, we will accomplish great things.
1: What's one thing right now that you're focusing on to be the best in? What's an area of the business that's Become a highlight for y'all right now.
0: So uh, a big win for us has been our food cost, and so we have now had three straight months of a zero gap food cost, uh, which really means that we are we are we are spending exactly the same, the right amount of money, and we're reducing waste and just really focusing on being a good steward of what we have here in the restaurant.
1: Okay. That that's the first time I've heard of anyone having zero gap. So congratulations on that. What a, what a Thank win you. for your team. So, and that sounds like you built some strong systems and processes to make that happen. It didn't,
0: it didn't happen overnight. It didn't happen overnight.
1: Good deal. What's uh, what's, if you were given advice about how to get to zero gap, what would be uh, a piece of advice you might share?
0: so two things i would say number one is that there's a lot of resources on at chick-fil-a to to kind of walk you through that but then i would tell you is like you have to focus on what is is important and if it's important to you you've got to live it day in and day out so as i come into the restaurant almost every day even with my cast um like I am I am checking to make sure that those processes are taking place day in and day out. We have checklists for everything associated with food cost. And so that's how we're able to achieve that zero gap uh for the past three months. And looking forward for the fourth month
1: here, uh here in a week or two. Yeah. And you referred to your cast, so we're we're uh, rooting for you as you recover from surgery. I know you love to run, you're a marathoner, you've been in multiple marathons. So we're looking forward to getting you back on your feet, back into running. So, and I know that's been a, a trying time, so, but congratulations on on getting some, on your healing journey there. Thank you. Michael, What what's one area do you feel like um, as an operator, either in the location, among your team, or even in the community, what are some areas where you feel like you're misunderstood?
0: I would say, because of who I am and, and being uniquely me, there are there are some that see me more from the we'll call it the, the the Sheldon Cooper type, right? The very black and white, the very just it is what it is, very matter of fact. And because of that, uh, I have found not just my team but others. Like they don't want to approach me or they don't want to ask me a question because because they're scared of the answer or they're scared that I'm going to get mad or whatever the case is. And nothing could be further from the truth. And I, and I hate that others uh, uh that others view me that way. But it's, for me, I just kind of view it from as someone's going to ask my opinion or ask me a question. I owe them the 100% honest truth as I think it is, right? And so mate, you may not like the answer. Sure. You know, you may agree with me, you may disagree with me. And either way is fine. Like, even if you disagree with me, hey, we can still be friends. Like, we're just going to disagree. And so I think a lot of times people are scared to approach me for that, because they know that they're just, they're going to get the really raw answer on that. Like, they're not going to get the political, the, 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 the political response.
1: Well, Michael, you know, sometimes you may feel unapproachable. What are some ways, some maybe a strategy that you use to make yourself a little bit more approachable?
0: Yeah, so uh, in the restaurant, um, I would tell you that I am very purposeful of spending time next to my employees as they're doing their jobs. And so really trying to break down those barriers and just, and just really just be, Again, just being uniquely me in the moment, sometimes goofy, singing, dancing. Well, not dancing because of my cast right now. Sure. But um, you know, a lot of my team, they'll sit here and they there's a running joke going on that you'll hear me before you see me. And a lot <laughs> okay. of times, like they hear me in the kitchen when I'm in the office or even in the dining yeah. room, because they'll hear me singing or whatever. And so, um, But really, just being intentional about my time and being next to my team uh, really helps break down those barriers. But to me, it also helps strengthen our relationship as a family so that as I'm asking them to do certain things, it's not a it's not, oh, my boss wants me to do this. It is, hey, Michael needs me to do this real quick.
1: That's awesome. I love it. Michael, this has been Great. I love, love talking to you about your journey. Is there anything that you might share for someone who, you know, they're about to, they're about to get started. You know, their, their location is about to open. They're about to start that first six months. What would you offer them as a piece of advice as they're getting started? So number one, check your plumbing and your
0: ceiling. Okay. That's number one. Very important.
1: It will pay great dividends.
0: I promise. Yes. Um, but no, for those for those people who are about to open their 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 restaurant, uh, enjoy the journey. This is a journey, and I told Chick Fil A when they were they selected me, it's like, hey, it's like, like for me, this is this is a fifty year journey. I told them that this is how I'm viewing it. This is a fifty year journey, and maybe maybe their journey isn't going to be fifty years, but but just enjoy enjoy the journey and take every day for what it is. And and just don't lose sight of what's the most important thing is serving your community well, serving your team well.
1: Great advice. Well, enjoy the journey. I know you always do. Every day is a, a great adventure for you, Michael. And I love love working with you. I love knowing you. It's it's been a, such a privilege learning from you, learning so much Chick Fil A from you. So thank you for that. And thanks for taking time to be on the show and sharing your story. So.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks for having me. Uh, I enjoy our time. Our time goes way, goes by way too quick. All every day, every it every does. time we get the chance. Oh,
1: so it does. I'm very very grateful for you. But with my coffee in my hand and your dark pepper in your hand, we always have a good time. Amen to that, brother. Amen. <laughs> All right. Take care, Michael. We'll see you soon. My pleasure, Jay.
0: Thank you for listening to Build Your Culture Brand with Dr. Jay Rains. If you enjoyed this podcast, please like, comment, and share. You can also visit our website at buildyourculturebrand.com. We would like to note that
1: Leaders Q serves individual owner-operators and their teams and is not affiliated, endorsed by, or in any way officially connected with Chick-fil-A Incorporated.